Tebeser Hashem, this is Parashat Emor and Chapter 133 in Hemshechayim Beis. He says, Hashem called the name there God, like Hashem, God of the world. Not, not God of the world. God world. Literally means God world. The world is not something by itself. The world is godliness. Like when you think about the essence of a fruit. The world is like the fruit. Why? How does a fruit work? He's been explaining that the power of growth, and not just the power of growth that's in the dirt, but from all the heavenly levels that draw down angelic influences and all sorts of energy to manifest and create, that light itself, a radiation of that light, Raksha Babakshama, it gets physicalized when it enters a seed. When you think of a seed, the concept of a seed, whether uh, a sperm in an egg or a seed in the ground or an idea. So a seed is like a magnet. The concept of a seed is like a magnet that pulls energy into that, into its realm in a magnetic way. And when it pulls a radiation of energy into that space, then physicalizes, relatively speaking, because we can be talking about it on a spiritual level, but it, it thickens and spiritual and, and sorry physicalizes the radiation that enters that, that seed concept. So that's what a fruit is. A fruit is just a physicalization or a frozenness of the spiritual power that makes it grow. It's simply just a display of the, the power itself that made it grow. And the fact is, when we talk about vessels, so vessels are really like seeds. Vessels are like seeds that attract light into them to then show a quality of light that now that the radiation of that quality of light has been pulled into that vessel and now displayed via that vessel as something like a fruit. A fruit, a vessel takes power of growth and turns it into a fruit. That's the purpose of a vessel. That, that concept, that metaphor. Literally and then all sorts of other metaphors to that. And the, that why is that? Because the vessels, these attractive forces that do this, they really are only an impression of light. The way that the vessels were originally made is that there was all this light itself the light itself deposits a memory of themselves. Those leftover memories are the vessels. Those memories want to get that light back inside. But the dynamic process in between is the light, all the light doesn't just, just rush back into those vessels, but rather they come back in slowly. And in that creation of a, of a spectrum of speed and space of the light re-entering those vessels, now you have physical realities, angelic realities. So the vessels are memories of once being with the light that now pull the light back into them in a step process, in a sequence process, slowly, thereby creating worlds, creating time. Okay, 
as we said, that the thing is, the thing about the vessels, the most fascinating thing about the vessels is they have this special quality that as opposed to the light that they pull into themselves, they are always the same. They are always remaining the same. Now, this would take a lot of explanation, but like... If you think about all the thoughts in your brain, all the thoughts you could ever think in your mind, and then you think of a particular situation as a vessel that pulls out certain thoughts for you to think. Really, you, so then you see two vessels on, a po- on opposite sides of the polar spectrum. At the top side of the polar spectrum is all the thoughts you could ever think in the source of your thinking, top of the spectrum, top of the pole. The bottom of the spectrum is, let's say, the situation in the physical world that's forcing you to pull out that thought. That's at the bottom of the pole. Really, the vessels at the top and the bottom are linked and they're the same. Light is the energy and movement of one pole in dialogue, one end of the pole in dialogue with the other end of the pole. And really, they never change. That's what he's saying. Anyway, but just to continue a little bit. That it says in the Tanya that all physical creations, they are the light that spreads out into them from godly power and, and flows into them. You know, this hat, this tefillin bag, this table is godly light. It is the godly light that makes it exist. Well, that seems kind of a weird contradiction in terms. Like, there's this thing, and then there's this godly light that makes it exist. So those are two things. The thing and the godly light that makes it exist. But now you're telling me, no, it itself is the godly light that makes it exist. So I thought we had two things, and now we're saying they're really one thing. But that's just it. The vessel really is nothing, in a sense, until it gets light. The, the, The vessel is like a cast mold. And the godly light is the thing that you fill into the cast mold to make uh, a, like a metallic object. Okay, um, one can't really exist without the other. So when you have the thing that you've made out of a metallic cast mold, well, once upon a time when it was just a cast mold, that's what it was. But now the thing is the content that filled in the cast mold, and that's now really what it is. So that's what we say now, that... That the godly radiation of, of existence-giving power just comes into a physicalization. So anything you see is just a... Again, it's, it's now a an ability to freeze and isolate, so to speak, and display, hey, here's this godly power of creating existence suspended in, air, in the air and space and time showing you 
itself. So when you when you look at anything and you meditate on stuff, you're just saying, oh, oh, oh. bottom line, common denominator, anything I'm looking at or dealing with is just a particular display of me being able to look and and peer at particulars of, oh, here's another way that godliness can create existences. You're just looking at a window of seeing how godly existence giving power all the qualities within that existence giving power. That's why you see objects. So that's the thing that Abraham revealed to the world when he called God the God of the world. Um, I will stop there, God willing. And just to add on one more point here, Samai Chavrusa, Aaron asked a great question. So a little bit earlier, if we're saying that really the vessels are one, that the vessels at the top of the pole, like you might say, all the thoughts I could think while they still reside in the source of thinking, or all the actions I could do while they still reside in the source of the ability to do actions, and the same for speech. So then why is it that when we talk about, and then when we go way deeper and way more powerful into creating realities so all the godly thoughts of what he would so to speak think to do in all of history and all the godly actions so to speak of what he would do in all of history while they are still in the source of so to speak thought or action so if we're saying that those vessels in the root in the source of the spring so to speak are identical with those bottom vessels at the bottom of the pole at the opposite extreme of the universe where you have a situation ultimately in the physical world that has to arouse and initiate one of these upper vessels to come forth again in the analogy that again that from my own experience I understand godliness in general that when a person you talk about has his storehouse of all the thoughts he could think or actions he could do or words he could say within the source of his soul. So what is it that stimulates those particular thoughts to come out or actions or speech and unhinge themselves from their source and come out in action? It's a situation in the physical world. And yet we say that that situation, that vessel, that situation, the lowest world, which is like a seed, which magnetically attracts power and radiation from the source to come into that seed or vessel and then physicalize in a, dis- in a frozen display of power. We say that the vessels at the top and the bottom of the system are one. So my Chabrusa asks, well, why is there distortion? Why, should it be, why shouldn't it be that immediately all the godliness of the vessels at the top and the source are perfectly expressing in these lower vessels? And the answer is you have to talk about that in the middle there's this idea of the shivre kalim, the shattering of the vessels, which the Leshem says beferish many, many times is the root and setup of time and space. That the reason that there's 6,000 years playing out of moments in scattered out aspects of time and space is simply because that the lower vessels, which are a copy of the upper vessels, they got smashed. And because they got smashed, now they create that dynamic interplay where the top source of vessels is playing in the vessels at the bottom of the ladder. 
which are identical with them, but since they're smashed apart, now that creates the dynamic process where in the middle where the top and the bottom are, are coming together and coming back together in a weaving fashion, it creates the experience of the dynamic process of unfolding time and space. So the meditation also is, they talk about all the time people are raising holy sparks. It's really as simple as the following. That a person has, again, in himself, all sorts of thoughts he could think, actions he could do. They're all existing in the root of his soul, like in the source of the spring. They're already there. When a person says or does anything at all, he is encountering a spark, which is a seed-like vessel. The way that a seed, we keep saying, is magnetically attracting energy and radiation to manifest something. So when a person says, now I'm going to say this, so that a spark must be raised so that a particular speech can come forth from the source of speech within the person's soul. And the things are always remember is that by extension, it's not just the person is bringing out words he could say or actions he could do that he always could do within the root of his soul and that the energetic platforms, the, the magnetic items that attract him to pull out this word or this speech or this action are floating around in the metaphor of the broken vessels and the fallen sparks until he encounters them and says that thing and does that thing. But that when he is saying and doing, really he must remember that he's pulling all of the universe with him. That when a person is saying or expressing anything, he's not just pulling out his own latent potential to say those words or do those things and now they're coming out. But the whole universe, the whole Olam HaTzilut, the whole spiritual reality is manifesting through him. By his pulling out that word he could say or that action he can do or that mitzvah or that kindness that he could do. Or God forbid that sin as well and that's a whole sensitive topic that's pulling out the whole universe is being pulled out through him pulling out his own latent powers by his pulling out his own latent powers within himself he's by extension pulling out all the latent powers of the universe and this is why we come back over and over again to psalm 139 there's no word in my mouth that hashem you didn't already know them that everything a person could say or do was already mapped out in this dynamic in the six days of creation that's how, in the deep place, Hashem is in charge of everything. That all that you could say or do is already existing within the root of your soul and by extension in the root of the source of the existence of the universe. And all that can happen is that a person encounters sparks and hopefully uses those sparks of potential speech, expression, action, thinking to pull out the good version of those thoughts or actions rather than the, the distorted bad version of those thoughts or actions. Because if, God forbid, a person is doing an Avera, a mitzvah means a connection. He's making an alignment and making a, a clean connection as much as he can between the upper and lower vessels. If he's doing an avera, an avera means to cross over, to not align, to cross over the intended alignment. He comes out and expresses a lie, a, a distortion of what should be expressed to those vessels. There has to be a consequence to reestablish equilibrium in the universe. But God willing, we should be straight in our path.